When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Take the Black Live, the one and only House of the Dragon after show that takes pride in getting it right. I am Dan Selke, the editor of Winterscoming.net. I am here with Savannah Lay of Fansided and uh, Doggo. D- uh, no, uh, no. Uh, d- d- uh, it's a va- there you go. Savannah, <laughs> thanks for being here. And House of the Dragon fan, you literally just watched the latest episode, The Princess and the Queen. Savannah, unfiltered, quick, uh, rapid fire reaction. Mind blown. It was so good. Like the parallels <laughs> from the first episode to this episode. Y'all talked about it a little bit last week. And it was awesome. I loved all the dragons. I loved the, the spur of the moment. Just kind of like bam, bam, bam at towards the end. And it was just like, yep. I Probably my second or third favorite episode after the last two. <laughs> My favorite, I think, is still um, Damon and Rhaenyra's crazy night out to the brothel yeah. wackiness. It's, it's going to be hard for to top that, but I'm sure something will. This was good. And this one's really big, right? Because this one is we get introduced to all these new characters. We jump mm-hmm. forward 10 whole years in time. We have to memorize a lot of new names. And I guess mm-hmm. my first question for you, for everybody watching. Thanks for watching, buddy. Hello, Martha. Hello, uh, Lewis. Hello, Julie. For on YouTube and Facebook. Thanks for watching, buddy. My question for you, Savannah, and for everyone out there is, what about, was there anything unexpected about the giant 10-year time jump? You came out on the other side of this, and you're like, I did not expect it to be that way, because I, I have an answer for this, and I'm curious to see what you think. Probably the way Allison automatically treated uh, Renera, like, mm-hmm. they were kind of cordial at the end of the last episode and then 10, 10 years later Renee or Allison is just queen B and not in like the positive queen B way in like a I don't like her at all kind of way <laughs> I didn't like that at all and then I, I felt like uh Sir Harris Strong to Harwin Strong not Harris Harwin Strong um was a lot softer but then again I understand why I'm but, a dad, yeah, yeah. I mean, how big of a, how, well, D word Sir Kristen was. Oh, God. Dick. I, I think we can say Dick can get away with it. Probably. We'll see. Yeah. I, I, I hated Christian last week and I hate him this week, but let's, I'll, I'll try to go away from that because I'm going to get another rabbit hole there. Allison, yeah. Allison was to me was the biggest, just sort of surprising. I was having to acclimate as to how forceful she was like is it right because last time we saw her 10 years ago sure she wore a a a statement piece of a green dress but she wasn't this bellicose she wasn't like she stands up not stands up she she, like defies king viserys like to his face like when he's like you know you should upset accept that offer to marry your daughter helena to rhaenyra's eldest son jaceris jace new names from everybody get used to them and she basically <laughs> says, you can do as you wish when I am cold in my grave. And I'm like, damn, Allison, that's I mean, he's the king. I, 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 I know you're uh, settled, but that, that seems she's very bold. She is a bold person. Yes. And I also feel like she cares way too much about whether or not Renair is doing the right thing or the wrong thing. Like mm-hmm. at this point, you're already queen. Like, why are you caring so much about what Renair is doing when you clearly know that Lenore is who Lenore is like 
I'm sorry, but that's just not a secret. And if anyone thinks it is, they're just not paying attention. And I think Allison is one of those people if she's still caring that much. But I think she's getting more like her father in this episode, more defiant, yeah. more manipulative. And the, the whole opening scene of her making Renera come that to her was wild. That was birth. great. I mean, great in that Game of Thrones way, way where it was kind of horrifying, it. but sorry, go on. Yes. The way that they shot it and then like seeing the blood coming out from under her, she's walking like that was such a like to me, it's just like a power move from Renera because she's like, I don't care. I'm going to bloody up your whole castle since you want to be this kind of petty. Yeah. I mean, it, it was a, a, a like a series of like power moves being answered. Like Allison making a power move by like saying, oh, you're you delivered a baby. Come show it to me. And the Rhaenyra's power move is like, mm-hmm. fine, I will. I'll do it. I'm going to walk up these stairs, pregnant and everything. Carried my baby just had three seconds ago. It was uh, yep. I liked the scene a lot because of how tense it was without being like a battle, you know? Like it was full of this kind of just in, in intense um violence in a way. Like walking up steps after you just had a baby, that's that's brutal. But it, it, it didn't involve yeah. like a literal fight, even though people were like really at loggerheads. Also, I just gotta say this the sound effect of the baby coming out the birth canal. Um, I don't know about you, that kind of got to me. I was like, they are they're going there, they're not sparing us. This is this is yeah. full science class high school that day we all saw the video um they 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 went for realism which is what game of thrones wants and um i'm impressed they keep finding ways to push that envelope here at hbo not television hbo oh from i was thinking about it while you're talking um that allison was you know claiming how easy her birth was for all of her children and and then renarix clearly struggling and and obviously not the easiest but at the same time it was just like a she was trying to see just how power, how strong Renera is, and my well, that's that's yeah. kind of how I'm thinking about it right now. But uh, that was Renera being like, you know what? Like, I'll show you who's strong, and I'm just going to bleed all over your floor, and yeah. I don't care that you deal with it. Is. Have Kristen clean it up. That's what he's good for. And part of me thinks so. Not to jump ahead, but like part of me thinks like okay. the Queen and Kristen has something going on. The way that they were talking to each other, maybe probably not. She's too she's too goody goody. But oh, at so the same time, the way that they were like facing each other and the way they looked at each other a little too mm-hmm. long, in my opinion. They're clearly like a team. Like, I definitely think they're like they both do not want Rhaenyra to succeed in anything. Mm-hmm. Um, they have what, by the way, before we get into further. He- hello, some com- we got hello, some commenters. Saul also hates Kristen. Great. Love it. The hate Kristen team. Hello, Kathleen, Central Florida. Uh, howdy, Ms. Empress Marina over on YouTube and uh, retweeted. Yes, we are. We are. We're talking about the episode. We are going to kind of spoil it because we watch and we want to talk about it. And as Robert Harris says, and ooh, ooh, we got some good stuff. It's interesting. Okay, I'm going to read Dan Pasatero's comment because I'm intrigued. Absolutely. The worst show I've seen on TV. I'd rather watch Mark and Mindy Nanu Nanu. What a proverbial abortion of a show. They could have showed you people pooping on Game of Thrones and it would have been better than any episode of House of the Dragons. Dan Pasatero is coming hard. Dan Pasatero is not enjoying this episode or the show. Um, you do you, Dan. I, I, I love your passion. Robert Harris with a bit more of a, um, uh, let's call it a measured critique, saying uh, this is the first episode where I felt like they were moving too fast. I didn't think they were moving too fast. There was a lot to do there was a lot to cover because they had a lot of heavy lifting it was basically a second pilot because we had all the new characters and everything yeah i did think it it, it was i I thought it was that it did what it needed to do i like i did like it i actually thought it was it's it's so weird because it's (sighs) the pacing was good but it just has so much to fit in it almost doesn't feel long enough because like i i you have to know all these characters and all these kind of plot points that are coming down um, the show asked a lot of the audience is the nice way of saying it. And I'm going to say it nice because I think it, because I think it deserves it. Yeah. Honestly, I kind of like the, the bam, 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 because we mm-hmm. have, have had sure. a, episodes of it, an in, building up, building up, building up. And then it kind of needed, we kind of needed to, to get all of this in so we can continue to move forward. Uh, I kind of sure. wish they would have stayed a little longer with the boys to kind of yeah. get there. 
um, personalities a little bit more. We kind of got that, but at the same time, um, you can tell like there's some serious tension there and maybe expanding on that would have been um, a little bit better. Uh, but I kind of like the bam, bam, bam. We got used to it being slow. So getting all of that action in one episode, I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Thank God. Like this is another like Game of Thrones kind of thing. I feel like. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Let's stay because we got some commenters about uh, Julie Davis weighs in with an accurate take. I hate Kristen Cole. I hate Allison Hightower and Emma Darcy did a great job. Yeah. Okay. So Kristen and Allison, those two. uh, So I'm still having a bit of a hangover from the last episode where I just, I didn't, I didn't fully get them. I didn't get why Allison went full green dress of war, although I thought it worked. And I didn't get why Kristen went full blood on the dance floor, hate crime with um, Joffrey Lonmouth. And now t- to see them, but like, 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 like you pointed out that they're both kind of goody goody, like Allison's very goody goody. And mm-hmm. Kristen too, like, apolo- like apologizing for cursing this yeah. after he has his job after beating the guy to death at a wedding. It's like the hypocrisy is off the charts. I I do worry a little that they're just too clearly villains. Like, did you sympathize with Allison at all? Like, no. or is it just awful? I didn't really either. Nope. I mean, I can see she looked worried at the very end when Lara Strong kind of uh, went um, completely ham and burnt down a castle and killed a couple guys just because she hinted at it. And she was like, I mean, I'm 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 bad, but I didn't want you to go that far. I did. It's like her man, pearls moment. Like it was, it was just like I pearls, wish yeah. that. That's not what I told you to do. I just wanted you to make them go away a little while. But then she, <laughs> it's just like, come on, you asked for it. You know you did. And he went his own way because he's a little crooked in the mind, and hmm. it wasn't exactly what you wanted. So you can't have your cake and eat it too if you ain't on board with the game. And Lars is playing the game. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that was honestly okay. So the 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 Lara Strong kill my own dad and brother, mm-hmm. so just we can get your father back as the hand. I mean, there's got to be some. I'm, he must have had a horrible family life. Um, it, it's it makes me curious. I almost am a little concerned because to like go that far without establishing kind of who you are, it's like he just suddenly became the Joker or something. It was it was. Yeah. It was it was freaky though. I, I I like that final sequence where he's kind of narrating creepily. I also really liked him. This is the very end when he gives this whole horrible speech about um how love makes you weak, and then mm-hmm. to Alton he's like, and uh, you know if you ask me, like it's kind of like shrugging it off, innocent sort of way of talking about it. I like that actor a lot actually, Matthew Needham. I think is doing a really good job making Lara Strong both intimidating and sleazy but also like kind of funny like kind of shrugs off things i am very intrigued by him and hopefully and 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 a little scared i wouldn't necessarily be he's just calculated and he you can tell he's had to be that way all of his life because of his situation with his club foot and now that he has this power with the queen he feels like he can do whatever and so that's where i kind of like i'm like all right Game respects game. You found the right, you know, ally <laughs> to be with. <laughs> I mean, now he kind of has her trapped because, like, yeah. uh, he w- he went and did this horrible murder, and now she's tied to it, even if she can- could deny it. So now it's like, I oh. guess we're in this together. And uh, yeah. if you rat on me, then you're going to go down too. So time to onward and upward. Yeah, oh yeah, it's, or it's, maybe it's- like um, you owe me one now. Exactly. Yeah, which he yeah. said. I'm. I want to feel kind of bad for Allison. I, I want to feel that way. I'm not sure it's going to happen, just because. Um, I, I am finding her complaint. Like, I like the scene where her 
her older son, Aegon, who's played by David Tennant's son, by the way, Ty Tennant. Um, right, yeah, right. And he's masturbating out the window for whatever reason. I don't know why. And um, oh, boys, I guess. I don't know. He's weird. He's a weird guy. I thought they had some good character. Like, I thought he was the best characterized. He's like yawning at the dragon pit. So he's bored and he kind of has this like petty cruelty thing. Clearly, he was the one who had the pig idea because he was the one yeah. who initiated it. And then he lied about it. Mm-hmm. So I think that they're doing a good job of kind of. And then he was like staring at the passing serving girls who were passing by in the yard. He was yeah. willfully bullying. I thought they painted a good picture of him in, in a close amount of time as kind of a, a layabout, intemperate jagweed i also felt like um he knows that he's not quite the heir and so he's just <laughs> kind of coasting and enjoying it and i'll so um when allison was like you could be the king you need to start acting right after he's jacking off and <laughs> the window or whatever it was just like yeah but he he ain't worried about it he thinks his aunt renair is gonna be queen and then her sons yeah, are fine so he's still got that kind of like innocence to him, but at the same time, you can tell he's just kind of going with the motions and enjoying his um, privilege, <laughs> if you want to call it that. I was uh, see, I, 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 I can't say I liked it because like these characters are not very likable. The the whole Alice team Allison, but I was compelled. I, I like the bit where um he he's so he's naked under the pillows with his mother, and he's <laughs> and Allison says like, you know. She'll cut off Sean's session. Like, so? Like, you are the challenge. You are the challenge. Again, you stupid idiot. Come on, pay attention to me. Yeah, like she fun. didn't just catch him doing what he was doing. <laughs> they just talk about it. Yeah. Um, as Julie says, I think Alicent is so jealous of Rhaenyra, and that is where most of her fear and hatred comes from. Just my opinion. I agree with you, Julie. I guess I wish they, I just, I, I wish I understood Alicent so well I could like her even as she does horrible things. Like, I kind of liked Cersei back when she was doing horrible things. I don't feel that way with Alicent yet. Maybe she'll get there. We'll see. And as Saul says, yes, Machiavelli will be proud of Laris. <laughs> yes. Uh, if, if, if there's going to be like one of those um, philosophy through Game of Thrones, through House of the Dragon books, I'm sure the chapter on Lara Strong and Machiavelli will be a, 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 an easy one to write. Yeah. What do you think of um, the the other kids? So we got Aegon. How about, um, you know, Rhaenyra's two boys, just whose names, just for the record, everybody out there, learn these names now. So Rhaenyra's two sons are Jaehaerys and Lucerys and shortened to Jace and Luke. Luke, that's nice, right? Luke, nice normal name. And then the baby yep. is Joffrey. And then yep. Alicent's kids are Aegon, who is the yawning masturbator. And then <laughs> Helena. <laughs> Am I wrong? No. Uh, Helena, who's the who's the daughter with the who likes bugs. And then um, Aemond, who is the yep. youngest one who went into the dragon pit. Any impressions of those? Um, the other kids, Savannah. And then we'll greet our newcomer right after that. I thought Jason Luke were just the sweet ones. Like they were just mm-hmm. innocent and enjoying the fact that he has a dragon and um, is able to you know, learning to train him and stuff. I thought that moment, that scene was really unique. And even with the pig at the end of it, like that was kind of funny because it was just like, haha, you don't have a dragon, you know, fun kid plays. Mm-hmm. But like to me, that's kind of the, the beginning of Aegon getting picked on and getting made fun of and not Aegon, Aemon. Aemon, yeah. Aemon. Little dude. Little white hair dude. The one that went yeah, to the no, no, no. <laughs> And so I feel like he is already like, you know how Ryan in the office writes names down? Who ticked <laughs> off? That's what he's Pretty doing. Much, yeah. um, and so the two, Renera's two boys, I think are just excited for another little brother. They're excited to to you know, learn new things. Whereas the other two are very privileged, very spoiled and mad that they're not just getting what they want. So uh, I really liked Renera's kids. I felt like that was her and Carwin together. Like you could tell like the best traits of them both were those two boys, at least from the little bit we got to see them. I agree. I, I, and again, I'm almost concerned. So by the way, Daniel is here. Daniel Roman from winterscoming.net. Hello, you and your green. Um, nice to see you guys. 
Ditto. You uh, just live tweeted over at Wicknet. How'd that go? Did you have a good time? Yeah, it was a good time. This was a juicy episode, so there was a it lot to uh, comment on. Um, uh, whew, this was a doozy. So what I miss? What are, what are we talking about? Quite a bit. Um, I, I have a question for you because you and I, Daniel, have both read um, Fire and Blood, the book this show is based on. And speaking of the kids, uh, Amond and Agand and Joceris and Luceris, and, and I agree, by the way, with you, Savannah, and with Lisa, there's a big difference between the family's sons. Rhaenyra is definitely more likable, which again is kind of weird because just I I want to like both sides, but like Team Rhaenyra is definitely pulling ahead. Um, however, I did kind of feel for Aemond when he was getting yeah. made, not at all, when he was getting made fun of. And then he, you know, I, 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 I liked the kind of Goonies-esque descent into the dragon pit um, cause yeah. I felt it like, okay, this kid yearns for, um, respect, which is a recipe for disaster, but I, I liked that. I felt something for him, you know, considering that, uh, again, Daniel, you and I know, know where that's going. He's like, mm-hmm. he becomes one of the, the, the wildest of all. So I liked that. I liked him as a kid, at least. Yeah. I was kind of surprised, um, so yeah, we won't get into into <laughs> book spoilers here, but yeah, Aemond has a pretty wild arc in the story, and I didn't expect them to make him showing him being bullied nice as a kid. One. I don't yeah. remember that happening in the book. It makes sense, um, but I was kind of surprised they took that tack. I like it. I like how it makes sure. Aemond a little more complex and. Um, yeah, so I, I liked that, but I was surprised by it. Um, do you think the dragon he saw? I've seen people saying it's, it's Dreamfire. I don't know who the hell it is. It's it's it's, yeah, it's, it's a big it's old so dragon. Brief. Yeah, it's it so is. brief. It's, it's, it's really hard to tell. Those the, the, those things were good, though. By the way, Savannah, you brought up earlier that um, we saw some new dragons. What do you think of uh, Lena's dragon of uh, Vagar? Vagar the oldest in Westeros. The coolest dragon. He, yeah. she, whatever it is, looks ancient, but at the same mm-hmm. time, the kindness in its eyes before oh. all of that happened. I was just like, I just, this is the one I want. I, I want that one. Uh, he seems like a real loyal uh, dragon. And so I thought he was the coolest. The detail in his face and, and everything was just really incredible to see that close up and stuff. But um, I've the dragons have been probably one of my favorite things about the whole thing, just because of how different every single one of them looks. And I'm glad that they did that because I could never tell the other three apart in game of Thrones. Right. Yeah. They learned yeah. a lot on game of Thrones. I think about how to uh, differentiate them and they're paying off now. And this episode had was a, was a dragon heavy one. We had Vermax in the, the which is Jaceris's all these names, dragon, him saying Dracaris, all these words. Then we had, I'm going to go, sure, Dreamfire, whatever that one is down there that Eamon found. We had three dragons. uh, No, four. We have four. Then we had Vagar and we had Caraxes that Damon rides, which was a fun little sequence. This was a drag, again, (laughs) new pilot. We got to bring out, they spent some dragon money in this one. Yeah, Vagar was really, really cool looking. And I agree, Savannah, about like the showing the emotion. Like, I really liked kind of Lena's final scene, which is, is changed from the book. They gave her a little more dignity in the way she died, where she actually gets some control over it. That was, that was powerful. I enjoyed that. I mean, it kind of sucks that another person had to die. I mean, but again, it's kind of a parallel to the first episode, obviously. Yeah. I'm just just glad that they, Damon gave her the option Mm -hmm. and did not just pick for her. Like she was like, no, I'm going to go out how I want to. And so that was by her dragon. And I don't blame her if she drives, rides that big sucker. That's how I would want to go out, too, instead of just dying, bleeding out on the table when you, you don't even know if the kid's going to survive or not. Mm-hmm. So I like that they did that, where it was just kind of like a, it showed the difference in Viserys and Damon yeah. and their compassion because Viserys totally. is there. What, whereas Damon, we saw a little bit of a lighter side to Damon this time. And I was just like, yeah. why do you keep doing this to me? Like, I don't want to like yeah. you, but you know, like Damon, Damon's Damon. Damon's probably my 
favorite character just because he has so many different phases and and different traits and that compassion he showed for his wife just took him up a few more notches for me see i see that's what i want for allison i want that kind of dimension because i think you're right like damon they they're giving him all the dimension like he's a guy who will fully murder his wife and seduce his niece but also he when he gives the apostle choice to kill his wife or or to save the baby or to just let her have some amount of control some something over the way she dies he'll do it he'll he'll have these moments where he doesn't look a complete ass jockey and then other times he seems like a complete monster uh yeah he's great he's unquestionably the breakout character of this show so far i think with rhaenyra like kind of at his heels but i i I think Damon Targaryen is the House of the Dragon season one breakout guy. Daniel? Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure there's a quote floating around the internet that George R. R. Martin (laughs) says Damon is his favorite Targaryen. Like, Damon was always going to be the breakout character. Yeah, because he's so complicated. um, And he does so, like, so many awful things and then less awful things. And seeing him be a father um, to Bela, like giving her high Valyrian lessons before bed. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he kind mm-hmm. of ignores his Reina because she doesn't have a dragon. So like, even in that they're showing the three dimensional, like he's, he, he could do good things and there's still a bad side. Yeah, they're um, they're, they're I, never letting him just be a good guy. It's, it's always got to have never. some kind of twist on it. Yeah. And I think this is, so, like, I love the parallel. I hated that Lena died this episode. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I hated it, like, on an emotional level. In terms of the plot, I think it had to happen because we still have a lot to get through. And the, um, mm-hmm. so you guys haven't seen the teaser for next week, but the funeral nope. is next week from Lena. Um, it looks insane. Uh, but... <laughs> Yeah, having that that throwback to the first episode where Damon is given basically the same choice as Viserys and he mm-hmm. shakes his head now. And then Lena is just she's out. She pieces out because she's too strong to let this to let him decide for her anyway. Um well, I like that they sorry, go on, go on. Sorry, sorry, go on. No, that's okay. Um what did you think about the change from the book? Because Lena, so in the book, Lena tries to go to Vagar. She wants to ride Vagar one last time. And she just kind of like collapses dead on the stairs, trying to get to her. Vagar mm-hmm. is a she dragon um, trying to get to Vagar. And so, Vagar. yeah, they gave, I loved the scene that her and Vagar. What did you think of it? I also thought it was an improvement because again, I think they, because she, she, she had some dignity when she died rather than just collapsing on the stairs, like in the book, I, I definitely like it. And again, it made a contrast with the first episode. I thought it was, I thought it was really cool. I thought it was a good scene for a character who just, I mean, I guess she's been around for a while. Just, she hasn't been played by the same actress twice. It's been three different people, <laughs> even though she's been around much. for a while, Yeah. by the way, I, I, I have to read julie's comment just it made me laugh um i enjoyed the scene where rhaenyra made her way to show the baby to cow face allison just i'm Harsh. all for <laughs> well i don't have no respect for allison after this episode way she killed herself none then she was uh, actually at the end like i see i agree with- yeah i agree yeah this is i i, I, I this wish i did but i don't painted allison it painted Allison pretty badly this episode. Um, she the past ten years have not changed her for the better. I would say. I do. Okay, I did. Okay, I, I'm trying to find a way to sympathize with Allison. So, I like it's coming. Kind of. Not you, yet, though. You, you they need know. to make us hate. How, how do you know? <laughs> oh, gotcha. Because thinking about the story again not going to get into spoilers but like this is the i feel like this was introducing us to allison at her worst kind of like showing us how her pettiest worst what she can be Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. um but you know it's going to be rough times ahead for everybody i think we'll get to sympathize with her but it might be a bit might be a minute I'm hoping. Yeah. I liked sort of the chain of trauma that they've kind of sewed in that I I remember liking the bit where we saw Otto's older brother, Hobart Hightower in third episode kind of 
browbeat him around and say, you got to make uh, your grandson king, got to do it. And then we, of course, yeah. know that Otto manipulates his own daughter to, hey, go marry this old man and uh, make your son king. And now we see Allison full on screaming at her son and clutching his face to uh, try and make him do that. So I, I do. I appreciate that there's like this in generational trauma passed down person to person to person. I like it. I still don't like her, though. <laughs> I still want her to lose. Yeah, yeah um, no, that's fascinating. Some good comments. We got Lisa Colfo saying it was such a sad scene. I think that's Lena's death. I liked that Damon didn't make the same decision as his brother. And she thought that maybe she was going to walk out of the fire, which, yeah, I, I wonder if people would think that, but only in special circumstances could Targaryens just be uh, fireproof. Usually they burn like everybody else. Uh, yeah. As Julie says, I prefer the book version, but the acting was great. I just didn't buy the Damon Road through the dragon fire, yet Lena burnt. Fire kind of killed a dragon. Oh, good point. He did kind of blow through that in the sky, did he? And it was residual. He's and as Marth, he is. Oh, maybe he is. Lena's, well, I guess she is. The, tar- the true blooded Targaryens are the ones, are the ones. And then you have. I, so, oh, I don't know if I interpreted that one. So, Daniel. This is, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, this is a fascinating thing to me. I was having this conversation with my wife at, right after the episode about uh, Targaryens burning, uh, Lena burning, uh, or rather, Targaryens not burning. And this is kind of an interesting, like, corner that Game of Thrones wrote the overall franchise into because there's no, like, Targaryens are immune to fire. Like that's not a thing in the books. There are a few freak occurrences where it's like Daenerys is almost miraculously survives somehow, but it's not like she kind of uses it in the, in the show. Like when she burns the, the cow, um, the cows, she she like almost, she knows she'll be immune to it. It's different than in the book. Yeah. Yeah. She walks into the fire of Drogo's pyre. Like, it, like that is a magical moment. So she has like spells almost, beforehand and everything. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's almost like. Favorite. Yeah, well, it, it like the show has made it so now there's this prevailing thing of Targaryens cannot be burnt. Like true Targaryens <laughs> cannot be burnt, and like, uh, what? Where this show's gonna prove that wrong? <laughs> That's oh, I would point, I would send that idea. I think. I mean, look for this show. when when old Valyria exploded, the fires burned so high that even dragons burn. Fire can kill dra- Fire can it kill a dragon? Ooh, nice. I mean, I'm, yep, yes, it can. <laughs> if it's hot enough, it can. Um, we will, but- yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, Game of Thrones did kind of muddy the waters there a bit, didn't it? <laughs> Letting Daenerys just kind no, of survive stuff. <laughs> now, I'm mad. now I'm mad because I'm like, I yeah. had this whole conspiracy in my head. Now it's gone. And you're not yeah, alone. No, yeah, it's fair. I've heard that from so many people that like a true Targaryen cannot be burnt. And like, that is just totally a thing that Game of Thrones kind of wrote itself into a corner with because, yeah, the Dance of the Dragons. That. They're, they're definitely, they're, a lot of Targaryens are probably going to die in, in the wars to come. That's funny. Well, I thought it was like, because, you know, I thought it was like each generation has a dragon and that dragon is the, the special one. And that's the one that cannot Ooh, burn. I like that, too. And that's why Danny's so brother burned with the gold right. and he was able to. So it's not every Targaryen. It's one of generation. Ooh, Maybe. Who knows? That's what I mean. That's helping me with my conspiracy. <laughs> those think pieces. I'm going to write up those think yeah. pieces. What It'll be interesting we... to see what the show does with it. Me too. Um, uh, Julie bows to our greater knowledge. I mean, it's it's confusing, by the way, because there are mixed messages, so I don't blame anybody. <laughs> so, um, okay, so we covered um, the 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 birth walking. Oh, how about um, speaking of characters who are like Lena, who kind of introduced, have been around, but then kind of quickly die. Have any opinions Chris? on Harwin? On a oh, Harwin. Harwin Strong? Yeah, quickly die. <laughs> Harwin Strong. I did too. I thought it made a, a very good yeah. impression in, in 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 a short amount of time. Yep, the way he was. Uh, yeah. Sorry. No, no. After you. <laughs> the way he was teaching the boys on the yard the proper mm-hmm. way to fight and and trying to to teach them the right way, like that, just shows his kind of 
class and his dignity. It, it, it wasn't necessarily because those were his boys. In my opinion, he just grew up being taught the right way. And, and Kristen was trying to teach them, you know, to attack and take down the weakest. But instead, you fight them fairly, especially when they're that age. Obviously, there's going to be boys that are a little smaller versus the bigger ones. And so if you tell them how to fight downward, the smaller ones aren't going to have that confidence. you got to be able to build their confidence up without, you know, ruining their technique. you got to teach them technique. Yeah, Chris is a dick. Yes, 100%. Chris doesn't want them to have confidence. Kristen, Kristen hates them because he hates Rhaenyra. Yeah, that scene. Ooh, ooh. So Harwin, I feel like Harwin, he kind of brought the soap opera Enos into this episode a little bit. There, you know, there's a lot of, um, you know, who's in relationships with who, all that kind of stuff this episode. But that training yard scene, man, you want to talk about dysfunction being passed down through generations? Yeah. Like, Kristen and Harwin basically using the kids as a way to get their own aggression toward each other out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was, it was great writing, but that was hard to watch. My favorite bit might've been King Viserys watching it going like, isn't this great? Aren't my grandkids (laughs) and my kids the best? They get along so well. Everything's so cool. It's going to be fine. (laughs) And then then they screw each other. and And the best he can do is, and no one listens to him. Like the best he can do is say like Aegon, Aegon, no, no, Aegon, and nothing, (laughs) nothing changes. His wife doesn't listen to him. His kids don't listen to him. His grandkids listen to him. Parents that he wants to listen to him. His kings don't listen to him. Viserys is a. What do we think of 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 Viserys? Because, I mean, he he was consistent. I, I I I I think that's mostly it. That like. What, what mostly changed in 10 years wasn't just that he got a wicked new old wig. It's that everyone just ignores him. Like every single person he meets. Yeah, I thought the Sarahs did a great... Staying consistent is a great way to put it. But I also appreciated him being... Obviously knowing that Renair's children are not Lanor's. So mm-hmm. instead of him giving a crap about that he's like these are my grandchildren i'm gonna love them anyway these are the future targaryens of the country like it's gonna work out love is like y'all know what's going on here why do you care so much queen let it go and let my grandchildren just be happy but no she gotta do what she's gotta i I like that everyone was too afraid to actually come out and say these kids are harwins even allison yeah. didn't she like said how dare they betroth my only daughter to one of her plain feature children like even she yeah. won't say it because the Sarah is there so at least his presence is keeping people from outright being bald about it even though people <laughs> aren't really doing do, 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 oh, bald, you know, <laughs> yeah to what he says um yeah yeah poor viserys needs to whoever says he's so naive yeah julie Viserys is so naive yes yes yeah. he is or is he just trying to do the right thing and like you said Savannah, i'm just like yeah. but again like he, he's trying to do a thing where like if i just say their grandchildren everyone will right and he's wrong about that because a lot of other people yeah. are not following his lead even though as the king maybe they should that's kind of been his fatal flaw all along. And now that he's old, we really see it because everyone is starting to discount him kind of the way that, you know, it's somewhat awfully people do when relatives get old, kind of discount what they're saying sometimes. Um, But like you said, the fact that he's still alive does keep people from outright saying they're bastards for Mm -hmm. now. Um, Viserys has always just wanted everyone to get along. He just doesn't Come want drama. He doesn't want. He doesn't want anyone to be at odds with anyone, and that's a a decent trait in a human being, but not sure. one in an effective king who needs to really be canny about the the various loyalties of the people around him. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, Viserys is on the decline. There's there's no two ways about it. Um, I loved Allison speeding up this, like when they were arguing after Rhaenyra makes her proposal, which was so awkward and painful to watch. Um, mm-hmm. 
Allison gets mad at him and then just walks fast up the I stairs. Know. And like and then he, he's he's just king. like he can't keep up. He gets there, he's like, I don't want a blanket, and she tucks him in that with a blanket really anyway. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, and then the she end, leaves the room. Yes, <laughs> she, she's, she's, she's being... like, Will you help me with a blanket? And she just leaves. Um yeah. oh, gosh. Yeah, this was it was a great episode, but who a lot. A lot. <laughs> I, I as like as I will say, Viserys like the drunk uncle that every family has. <laughs> but only if the drunk uncle was like also in charge of all the family finances and made all the decisions technically yeah. and you all to like cater to him. You, you, exactly. You, you don't want the drunk uncle in charge of the family, but here we are. <laughs> Okay, yeah, so a that's basically the moral of this and Game of Thrones because Robert was also kind of the drunk yeah, uncle sure. in the beginning of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, so, question though, like, do you feel like Viserys is kind of doubting his decision to marry Rhaenyra to Laenor because I... of the way that things have gone about? Like, couldn't she have? Like, even though Sir Harwin was in the the King's Guard, like, couldn't he be because he was a firstborn son of a how like couldn't they have already married is but like instead married to the gay boy because it 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 works well with politics i mean again it's like all of these little things kind of snowballed like i think harwin strong he could have married but renera yeah it's possible i i think he even like when Lionel in the third episode like approached him and Viserys was like, let me guess, you want your son Harwin Strong marry my daughter. Everyone else tell me this was was about. But yeah, I mean, he he wanted the alliance. It's just, um, it's too bad that Harwin Strong isn't gay and Lenor wasn't the straight guy. Then it would have worked out perfectly. And then Damon gets in Rhaenyra's head and says like, marriage is only political. You can do whatever you want. So she feels it's perfectly fine to go, which is, which is a good idea that totally works for like people. At least they're as happy as they possibly can be, which they wouldn't be if they were forced to stay with each other. But it also causes the whispers to be going around. Lenor, by the way, do we have any pains on him? Oh, I love him. I think he's all like, I like his lightness. And he's like, did it hurt? You can, I mean, that's just like, did it hurt? (laughs) Yeah. I took a lance in the shoulder once. (laughs) She's like, oh, my sympathies. (laughs) I love that scene of her words to him just because it was just kind of like a woman being like, shut up. I just gave birth. Leave me alone. I'm already having to walk across castle. You're asking me if it hurt. You are out doing whatever with whoever. And I'm in here giving birth. Like I get it because those aren't his technical children, but like he's a little out of touch, but at the same time, I like him because he's sure. just, you know, he's there to be the King. Concert <laughs> he's for debating. So I don't And know. he was helping her. And I like that there was, I mean, obviously they have some issues. Rhaenyra thinks that, you know, he wants to go jet off at a bad time, but they don't seem to hate each other. Like at the end, they're like, we're going to drag and someone's like, Lane or bring your boyfriend. It's fine. It's cool. We'll work it out. And she was, he was fine with that. And he goes to them. So yeah, he, he seems to be, he is committed to this sham marriage as is she, which is nice. And yeah, my, like- I actually, um, so to me, sorry. No, no. After you, <laughs> I'm um, here. So that's why. <laughs> okay. Um. So to me, like, if Renera was a man and his wife was a lesbian and she refused to, like, I don't know that this would be the mm-hmm. same issue. Um. But because it's a woman in charge or the woman in waiting, it is an issue because she's oh how dare her not sleep yeah. with her husband? And I'm just like, they clearly have an open marriage. They don't hide it very well. She's in the waiting. Like her rule, okay. Like just roll with it, boat. Like why does it matter this much? Because there's two little boys waiting. They're boys. Like no, the king's oh, yeah. gonna. You you don't need that little boy on the throne. Like she's the heir. Deal with it. Suck it up. Let's move it on. Absolutely, it would not be <laughs> as big of a deal. I mean, it, it wouldn't. Yeah, it, it it's. It's only a big deal because Allison's making it a big deal. Like you can all just adopt the king's lead and just act like it's normal, like like you should, and then everything will be fine. Like you're making a big deal out of this because your uh, father abused you and his 
brother abused him and their father probably abused them. And it's, 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 it's hard to break out of it. Sorry, Daniel, you were like, gasping. Um, you, you, yeah, you were gasping incredulously. I was, I was, I don't know that I agree with that, that if Allison didn't say anything, it would not be an issue that Rhaenyra's kids are illegitimate basically. Um, issue, because one but... thing we don't, well, one thing we don't really get very much of in this show um, beyond the fourth episode is what the small folk are saying and what people at large right. are saying. And there is definitely, if I remember right, that in the book, there's a running theme of like, this, this is widespread gossip. It's not mm-hmm. just Allison is harping on about this and no one believes her. It's, this is a thing that is being whispered broadly. Um, so I think that's that's actually one thing that I kind of miss in the show is just getting a feel for the broader like politics of like mm-hmm. not just what this handful of nobles are saying to each other, but like what is being said in the realm, like what what different people are thinking. Um, and I think the fact that Rhaenyra's kids are bastards would be a sticking point that it, we would eventually have to come back to even without Allison. Um, Game of Thrones did that, that too, it, where it just kind of like it was from the nobles and kind of lost the rest of it. I don't know. And I guess crowd scenes are harder doing COVID. I wouldn't hold out hope for that, but maybe. Yeah, I think I think Thrones did a slightly better job with um, giving us an eye because we had people like Arya who were basically incognito mm-hmm. among the small folk to see what people who weren't in court were saying. Um, but yeah, I, I obviously what you're saying about COVID probably very spot on. Um, I do hope that um, we get to see a little bit more of like the broader, like geopolitics though. But it, uh, what I was going to say about Lenor is I loved Lenor and Rhaenyra. I actually thought they were pretty functional for what their marriage was like in terms of, supporting each other in their like separate endeavors um Lainor also he also cracked me up like three or four times in the episode <laughs> um drunkenly busting in on Rhaenyra with his boyfriend and describing how lactating is uncomfortable and Rhaenyra has to be like can you just send him away we need to talk for a minute um yeah I like them a lot more than I expected to yeah he's cute so Savannah, um, and I guess Daniel too, although we'll do Savannah first because you've seen the thing. So yeah. I haven't seen the preview. You haven't seen the preview. Daniel, you have because you're a time traveler. Um, it's true. <laughs> what are you looking forward to in the next episode, Savannah? You had to guess just sight unseen. Um, Kind of the development of what Rhaenyra is going to do now that Harwin is gone. Um, like, is she going like, and now that Lena is uh, gone as well. Does Damon return with his twin daughters? And um, that kind of whole plot line of when those two, because I haven't read the books. This is just me putting two and two together. Like they're going to get sure. together at some point because Lena was clearly <laughs> asking him. Because, like she was just like, I know I'm not the wife that you want. Do you think about her often? And I'm like, we all know who her is. And so, at what point did the two house, the two of them, come together? And I'd like to see where that kind of moves forward for sure. And just kind of that dynamic between her and Allison, where it continues, if it continues to stay as tense as it is, and where it mm-hmm. really reaches that breaking point or not. Um, honestly, I'm just ready for it all because this episode was so jam packed. I'm ready to see kind of where they take it next um, because they went really slow with the first few episodes and paying really close attention to those details and stuff. But will it continue to be jam packed and full of like, bam, bam, bam. So you have to rewatch it a few times to really catch everything. Or is it going to kind of slow it back down now that we've kind of set the tone and set it, you know, 10 years in in the future. And now it's like, all right, we're going to slow it back down and get really into the detail again. I kind of hope they do a little bit of both. Just because I've enjoyed the details, but <laughs> I like the high-powered uh, episodes because it feels like it goes by like that. And then you're just like, oh, wow, I have to watch this again. This one was so packed. It, I, I, I definitely needed to watch this one more than once. Like when I saw it in the screeners, I was like, okay, I, I, I got it. That's not going to be enough. Um, I My hope 
And my guess is that now that we've established like who the kids are and what the new status quo is, the others will be a bit more rising action. Like, um, but again, I'm also sort of spoiled because I read the damn books. Uh, Daniel, you saw the preview. What's it look like? Because we haven't seen it yet. I did. Um, man, I'm so excited for next week. I think next week is going to be one of the episodes that kind of yeah, lights the internet on fire a little bit. Um, th- this is one. So obviously the, the dagger scene that has been in all the trailers was in the trailer for next week uh, with Allison and Rhaenyra and Rhaenyra is saying, now they see you as you truly are. That's coming next week. Um, there's going to be some cool stuff with Vagar next week that the trailer teased. Um, and uh, it looked like a big gathering of characters, uh, probably the Always funeral fun. for Elena Valerion. So get these people in yeah, the room together. Fun. Always a bad idea. Please. <laughs> yes. The, yeah. Julie, the preview was great. I got stoked for for next week from the preview. I'm going to oh break God. it down tomorrow. I'm so excited. Um, any other thoughts from anybody about this episode of House of the Dragon before we wrap up for the night? Yes. So in that small council yes. scene at the end where yeah. she is giving that proposal and she starts to have issues with her like with the situation like to me like mm-hmm. the way Allison was just like to me that was so <laughs> rude it was just like yeah. you've been there you've been there and now you're sitting at a small council and she proposed something that you didn't like to hear and uh you embarrassed her instead and it, it was just like I didn't like how they did that but the the writing and the directing of the whole scene like it was awesome because it just showed just how petty Allison was and then you can just see it on Rhaenyra's face she was just like all right cool I I love her yeah she's good Uh, the new actors too are both very very good Emma Darcy and uh, Olivia Cook were both excellent you she's honestly an older version of of the other one like I I'm like are you all her older sister you got to be because (laughs) y'all got cousins somewhere because y'all look just alike and I really appreciated her bringing that fire and passion that the younger one did mm-hmm. i don't think she really skipped some people may not like the change but i i appreciated it because that actor really kept the same mindset that the younger one did and to me there wasn't really any kind of skip off of personality like it's 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 that's renera targaryen like so i, I agree probably, yeah I, thought- I, I did i will say i thought I felt more continuity between between the two Rhaenyra's than between the two Allison's. I thought the the, the Allison's the actress was really really good. Olivia Cook. I, I actually did like her a lot. I I, I did think that the like that the two Rhaenyra's were clearly the same person, just older, and then the two Allison's were like I don't know a little a little more different to me. Yeah, I, I agree with that. My my first watch through this, I was surprised at how outright fiery Allison was. Like, mm-hmm. like you said, Rhaenyra, it felt like the same character. Allison, my feeling was, wow, Allison's changed a lot in 10 years, which is changed, reasonable. Man. But like when she, when she shouted in Egon's face, like I jumped. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Was great yeah. Um, have we talked about Laris Strong? Can we touch yeah, on him did. before, before we end? We, we did, did talk about Laris. But okay. comment. Feel free to end the show with your insights into Mr. Laris Strong, Bug Boy. Bug Boy. Yeah, I want to know what the deal with the bug is. Um, He likes bugs. So he likes bugs. That bug looked a little like a honeybee to me. I'm still sticking with that. I'm wondering if he's going to set up my boy Lyman Beesberry to get him kicked off the small council. Um, But. I'm nervous about, yeah, Laris being like, you. I'm, I'm confident you'll reward me when the time's right to Allison. Um, that whole thing is so messed up that he killed his brother and his father basically because Allison was venting to him about how she wished she had a biased hand of the king <laughs> again. And, and she just vented and he was like, hmm. Kill Maybe my I whole family, you say. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. What a thought. Um, yeah, let me go cut out some tongues and send some you bros to do that for you. 
Uh, it happened very fast. I did feel that it was a little jarring. I wonder, yeah, like, just how fast it happened. I wondered, like, and maybe Savannah, I don't know what your thoughts were on this. Like, people who haven't read the books, I wonder if that will be a little confusing about what exactly happened in Harren Hall. It was kind of, um, but then I kind of quickly put it together, like who was behind it. Um, but I, there was somebody, there was somebody in the comments that was like, I wish they took the scene with Heron Hall a little longer and put a little bit more detail yeah. in it. I feel like that too. Yeah. But um, the way you're describing how jarring it was, I think that was for a reason. Like it, it needed to be quick and clean, not clean, but like quick clean. and to the point <laughs> because yeah it's set up for that last scene where she's clutching her pearls and he's like, yeah, now you owe me one. I will remember this. And, but at the same yeah. time, this kind of brings his character another level. Like he has another dimension to him now. Like he is evil. Like we just thought he was like just gossiping. No, yeah. oh, he is straight up evil. Does she owe him one? I mean, if you say in passing to your friend, like, Ugh, my boss is the worst. And then your friend goes and murders your boss. Are you culpable? <laughs> I don't know. But um, we'll see. Well, <laughs> if you're in the position of power like this, sure. culpable is yes. the right word. Do you owe a favor? Probably not. But you know that person is really dangerous and they're going to make your life really dangerous if you don't give them the favor that they oh, yeah. say you owe them now. Um, yeah. I loved Olivia Cook's acting in that scene because yeah. we really, that was our first moment of Allison's uh, shell slipping a little bit where yeah, she's finally. like, oh shit, I said a thing to you and you did something odd. like, that's not what I wanted. Uh, that was the one scene in the episode where I sympathized with Allison just a little bit. Yeah, uh, but uh, oh, go ahead. I think she's being calculating. She's got a lot of her daddy in her. And why was he in her room eating? Are they really that close to friends? Have they really just gotten that close in 10 years? Like, why is he in her room eating, drinking her wine, not waiting on her? And then she's just going to say that. Like, she knows what she's doing. She just got he's told. Got, he's got a good leg, Savannah. He's not going to be waiting on her. I, you know. I, I just think she just got told by her husband that the marriage between Jace and her, the daughter needs to happen. She didn't like to hear that. Viserys was just like, you know, we need to find a way to come together or whatever. However, it was he was trying to bring peace. And she was like, no, them are brown haired children. I want white haired women or man to marry my daughter. <laughs> and all of a sudden she just squeaks that out to club foot and then he makes that happen i don't know there's something there i don't feel any sympathy for her fair enough i'm gonna doing. try fair we we will <laughs> see if we if we can find a way in the future weeks before we go a, a good comment from um uh saul saying machiavelli will be proud of laris he is the real power behind the throne he is playing with allison making her worse so saul a huge laris strong booster um a laris strong stan here on the account uh Thanks for watching, everybody. We do this every Sunday after every new episode of House of the Dragon. Um, you can see us live, break it down on the Winners Coming YouTube channel and the Winners Coming uh, Facebook channel. We also do episodes of Take the Black, talk about other things happening in the world of sci-fi, fantasy movies, and TV on um, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time at those same places. And we're also, we're also available in podcast form um, on Google Play, iTunes, wherever they're available. And as we go, I'll leave you with this comment from YouTube from Travis Rowe. Uh, Travis asks, do you ever take a poo and just leave it for the next person to find? Um, contemplate this and see you next time. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Fansighted. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. 
Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.